It's now 13 minutes after uh, 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Dr. Tabi Lioka, who is an economist. So Cabinet will be implementing austerity measures to, adre- to address the budgetary shortfalls within national and provincial government departments. This comes weeks before the Minister of Finance, Inokotongwana, tables his medium-term budget policy statement. One of the key concerns experts have raised was the government's attempt to address socioeconomic issues through fiscal initiatives has resulted in the nation taking on more debt-driven financing the most recent being the just energy transition. As a result, these austerity measures being announced have more to do with um, servicing our rising debt levels at the expense of uh, delivering public goods as well as services. But uh, Tabilioko now joining us on the line, the Minister of uh, Public Service yesterday telling Parliament that as far as she's concerned, these budget cuts will not have an impact on service delivery. Is that really true? Because what are non-core government programs. Thanks for having me. Um, So, you know, we've heard this before. We've heard government announce uh, budget cuts before over and over again, and they haven't been successful. I mean, we've uh, had what um, is called fiscal anchors. We've had um, uh, spending ceilings, and it hasn't really been successful. Uh, What we've seen is overspending to the extent that we now have for the fiscal year 25-26, we are going to have a a government debt of around just under 6 trillion rands. And just to give you another date, just before the financial crisis in 2008, government debt was around 500 billion. So we're talking trillion now, 6 trillion versus 500 uh, billion a few years ago. So the question to ask is, even though then we were um, talking about austerity measures, how did we accumulate this much debt? Um, so the more I feel like the more we talk about cutting spending, the more we spend. And you know, we your concern about cutting in areas that are critical. Um, I don't fear that because what has happened over the years is that we've actually increased in areas that. Um, spending in areas that have just been consumption-based and we've cut in areas that should have led to growth, so investment areas. And yes, we have taken budgets out of areas where there has been underutilization of funds and that's mainly because if you look at municipalities, if you look at uh, local governments, there's been understanding, um, uh, so Treasury has had to pull that money away from certain municipalities and certain programs which are supposed to help the poor and help the economy. But because these funds have been underutilized, Treasury has had to pull them away and put them in areas where many times, uh, more often than not, um, in areas that don't generate growth. And now the, the, the conversation, the meeting that happened with the president as well as with the unions and um, the expectation, the reports that the minister yesterday didn't want to confirm this. This is now uh, Minister Kivit of uh, Public Service, that um, there is a proposal on the table to increase VET by at least 2 percent because um, the money needs to come from somewhere. And you've already seen a SARS has report, reported um, that there has been a slight decline from corporate income tax. So, so, Alvin, I think our, our government suffers from the inability to spend and the inability to grow money. There's a difference between when somebody has 100 rand and can double it by putting it aside, by, by you know, starting a business which can um, grow that money 
and making trade-offs, so not going out, not spending, etc. And that money can grow as little as, as, as it is. And there's a, someone else who can have a million rand and squander it overnight and not be able to point at exactly what they spent their money on. And I think that the South African government is the latter. So in terms of increasing that, um, I think that's a ridiculous uh, suggestion. I was part of the VAT panel. Uh, I think there were about eight economists who looked at how to zero rate certain products um, because we increased VAT a few years ago. And we realized that the poor will not be able to afford certain tricky products such as eggs, bread, uh, protein, etc. So if we increase that, you know, are we going to go through that exercise again of zero rating uh, certain food products to support the poor? And remember, when you zero rate products, that means that you're cutting from revenues, which is something that we're trying to grow. So it's, it's actually countering what we're trying to do. So that is not one way of, of trying to grow, of um, trying to get revenues. Um, personal income taxes, and personal income tax means that we, get, we need to get more people employed so that more people can pay taxes. We also need government that can spend money appropriately and efficiently, which it currently isn't. So they shouldn't then um, penalize the rest of us for, from, you know, because they are unable to spend appropriately. And then there is, um, on one end, you have, of course, uh, the inflation rate and the the Reserve Bank governor has continuously stressed, for instance, the impact that ESCOM has had um, on on the inflation rate. But then also we know about the issues relating to, relating to Transnet. Is that on one end, you have um, the monetary policy approach that says that let's increase the, um, the repo rate uh, to try and constrain um, inflation. And then now you have the government that says, let's cut on our spending um, so that we try to um, save the fiscus. But who's the who's suffering the most out of all of these measures that are being taken? You know, um, so I think that the, so from a monetary policy perspective, they've done very well. The Reserve Bank has done very well in in um, being quite aggressive in hiking rates to tame inflation. And that's why we now have, um, together with other factors, we now have inflation at 4.7%. So it's it's the lowest since 2001, which then compels the Reserve Bank to consider cutting sooner than they expected. So we're going to see um, interest rates cut, which are going to be beneficial for those um, consumers who are leveraged, so those who have mortgages, loans, um, vehicle financing, etc. So we're going to have a few coins in our pockets uh, as a result of cutting rates. But at the same time, you're right. As we have these few coins in our pockets, the government comes and increases, let's say, electricity tariffs because we need to fund ESCOM, which is is still not providing electricity um, that uh, that we're paying for. So, so that we as the you know South African consumers are suffering. So, the more we work and the more we try to accumulate funds, and um, the more government wants to take from us. Um, you know, as ESCOM is a huge, huge uh, risk to to economic growth, and and we it, it you know manifests itself in such various ways throughout the economy. For instance, companies cannot employ, cannot invest, um, because they're allocating resources towards generating electricity. And so that means that 
you know, graduates or people who are semi-skilled or even those who don't have skills can, are struggling to get employment in this environment where companies that could have employed them can't now because those resources are allocated towards generating a service that is a public service that's supposed to be provided for by government that we're all paying for. So just to answer your question, I think we're all, we're all struggling. We're all being um, penalized by you know, government's inefficiencies. And um, it's all very unfortunate because we're all trying very hard. But when you guys, as part of the advisory council, give advice, do they listen? You know, the fact that I'm speaking in this tone, and I, I'm sure you can hear my frustration, means that you know, this, everything I've said, I've said to, to ministers, I've said to the president, I've written about, and um, nothing has changed. Um, and, and I realize that I'm not a politician, I'm very pragmatic. You know, if there's a problem, solve it. And if it means that you forfeit something in the short term for long-term benefits, that's what it is. Um, so I realize that you know politicians play the political game. It's all about also their survival. It's it's a it's it's an area that I'm not familiar with, and I just could never understand, especially when there's suffering on the other side, and the suffering is just not um, a stagnant suffering. It's suffering that has become inc- that has increased over years. Um, so it, it's a very difficult one to advise when. Um, there are other considerations that someone else has and, and you know, you're on the other side trying to be pragmatic and trying to say, look, the house is on fire um, and there's no expediency when you say that. Sure. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, that is uh, Dr. Tabilioka there, who is an economist and, of course, um, uh, part of the uh, Presidential Economic Advisory Council. And you see... All of these councils get set up to give advice. And when the advice comes, um, yeah, this is where we end up currently. And yeah, you can't deny the politics that also plays out with regards to that because it's also a battle of ideas. And we know that the economy is always a contested space.